The Daily Perspective is number 13 in Feedspot's top 25 Christian men's podcast, but I'd like to get to number one. So here's what I need you to do. Subscribe on your favorite streaming platforms, then share it with everyone that you know. I'd appreciate that. Now let's get down to business. Here we go. I was born for his service. He filled me with purpose. Take your time while you worship him. I'm unplugged from the matrix. Believe without seeing, I'm plugged into the matrix. The daily perspective. Welcome to the show that gives it to you with no fluff, real Christianity and all that good stuff. Welcome to the Daily Perspective. And I'm your host, Mr. Daily. (laughs) I'd like to welcome you back to another week. Hope you've all had a good week. Hope you've uh, been looking after yourselves, staying away from Rona. uh, Because ain't no one trying to get with Sharona. Um... Yeah, so hope you're taking care of yourselves. This pandemic is still real. Uh, them COVID numbers are still high. People are still getting sick. People are still dying. So take it seriously. Put your mask on. Do what you need to do. Um, keep yourself safe. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's listening. Everyone that's tuned in on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, TuneIn, SoundCloud iHeartRadio, wherever you are tuning in from, I want to shout you out and big you up. Um, also, I'd like to give a big shout out to those people who are who have subscribed to the podcast. If you have not subscribed yet, what you doing, man? Come on. Subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Let's get this thing popping. Um, so, what are we talking about this week? What are we talking about this week? I was going to come on here and talk to you about past relationships and then i thought nah that's not that we don't want to do that we don't want to we don't want to do that um i thought i'd save that for another time because it's something i need to give a bit more thought to not that there's anything like crazy in any in like past relationships or anything like that um but i wanted to get the context right i wanted to um really frame the stories correctly so you understand where i'm coming from and what i'm trying to say in those so while i was mulling it over um what really hit me this time was um just moments it's kind of like a it's it's not a follow-on but you know last week i said fear made me move mad this week i'm kind of telling you where i realized that like rock i'm moving mad and it wasn't just me it was like this was a joint thing me and my wife sat down together and we said raw babe we are moving mad with this one um and this was part of my i guess awakening um part of my change from being legalistic um being a very um how do i want to put this not real christian that's that's the only way i could put it um because for me being like the pharisees being very legalistic, being, you know, trying to say that, all right, this is, yeah, the book, 
buy the book and do you do this and you don't you must not do this thou must not do this um to me that's a very legalistic way of looking at christianity it doesn't reflect who christ was therefore it's not christianity if if it does not reflect what who christ was in my opinion it's not christianity now others might you might want to you might beg to differ you might tell me that i'm nah nah i ain't down with that i ain't getting with what you're saying but let me be clear if it doesn't reflect christ if christ if it doesn't represent christ if it doesn't line up with how christ moved how christ lived then to me it is not real christianity so um yeah we realized that and as i said this was kind of part of our, our awakening but we realized that in certain areas we were still very legalistic and we were raising our daughters to be very legalistic um and i wasn't comfortable with that my wife wasn't comfortable with that and it was it really took a chance encounter with one of our um daughter's friends parents and they asked us a question so let me let me let me let me set the scene so uh our daughter had a friend that she went, you know, from school. Uh, they were good friends. They used to hang out, you know. Uh, could she come over and play? Yeah, you can come over and play. Well, I don't go over and 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 they and play. Um, and you know, they were a nice family. Cool. They invited myself and my wife around, and you know, while the kids were playing, they was like okay so let's sit down have a drink have a coffee let's let's talk let's catch up blah 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 so we're sitting down here we're chatting we're talking and we're talking about they start to ask about faith and being being the person i am i don't hide my faith from no one i say it like it is now they were catholic um and you know you kind of go yeah christians catholic christians you know whatever uh you know we're we're of the same mind so let's you know, there ain't going to be no differences in how we're thinking. So we get to that topic on um, being gay and how we felt about it. And at the time, I was I went straight in with the, you know, oh, no, 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 that's not what God wants. And, and I started to reel all this stuff off and I was feeling like, look, and they were like, okay, so, um, you know, how would you feel if you're, if your any of your children told you they were gay? And I was like, oh, that, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen because that's not, we, no, that ain't going to happen. And that was my attitude towards it. And, um, I, st- they, they said something to me and, um, what they I can't remember the exact words that they used, but it was kind of like without without calling without being offensive, they basically said, Well, that's kind of narrow minded. And um you know, for me it was like okay, I, I took it on board, I didn't take offense. Um I, like I said, I rarely take offense to anything. Um that's you know, kind of who I am. I, I live my life as an open book. You, if you're going to be an open book and you put your stuff out there, you can't be taking offense. You can't be getting 
or upset when people want to be saying stuff because people is people are going to say stuff. People going to be talking. People gets to talking when you share your life with people. That's just the way it is. So anyway, they drop this gem. I'm like, ooh, okay, okay. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, but we're driving home, and I'm just thinking, and I'm just reflecting. And we get home. We do the usual. Kids go to bed. Myself and my wife are talking, and pretty much. At the same time, we were just like, wow, we need to change the way we think. And um, so she was, my wife was like, okay, you come on, um, you go first. And I was like, no, 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 you go first. What are you thinking? So she was kind of like saying, well, reality is <laughs> our children are our children. Well, we ain't those we ain't those kind of people that if they were to come home and say something to us, we're gonna be like, "Oh, see you later, bye, peace, deuces." Don't ever darken my doors again. Nah, that's not that's not how we roll. So, you know that view, we were like, "Well, how can we then? You know, how can we say one rule for our for our kids, one rule for someone else, and whatever? That's that's hypocritical. You know how how are you gonna?" You know who who are we to that to say that that okay if this was the situation with our kids it's cool but and we can we can deal with it but we can't deal with it if it's someone else um, and I was kind of thinking well yeah that's the same thing that was on my mind that who are we to say what um, is it you know who are we to judge who are we to to determine the fate of someone. And say, oh, and, and basically condemn someone that because that's what it is. Um, now, let me be very clear I am not disputing the word of God. That is not what I'm talking about here because I know some people are going to be thinking, oh, but, but, but the Bible says what the Bible says, and that's the way it is. Um, and yeah, the Bible says what the, the Bible says, and I'm I'm cool with that. I, I I I agree that the Bible is the Word of God. It's the uh, infallible truth of God. It is the divine word that's been given to us. So I am not trying to change the Word of God. That would be heresy. That's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to say to you is that. If you look at the life of Christ, when Christ was here, Christ moved with any and everyone with no judgment. And what we tend to do is that we get on our moral high horse. We tend to say, oh, OK, well, if we if you are doing that, then you are you are a horrible person and you are this and you are that and whatever but you know um when people look at the when people look at the oh actually let me let me before i say that let me let me say this um 
people there, there is this thing that people say oh are there grades to sin are there grades to sin are there grades to sin one is one sin worse than the other is one thing you know there is one thing that you know the bible is crystal clear on that the one sin that that is sort of the top of tops of sins is that blaspheming the holy spirit um and you know when you do that there's kind of that's like well, a point of no return see you later buddy uh don't let the door hit you on the on the way out uh it's that kind of thing but nowhere else and hey look I'm, I, as i always say it you know i'm i'm ready for anyone to come and challenge me and uh, correct me if i'm mistaken so i'm not out here claiming that i am the authoritative source on anything i am just a guy who is sharing his perspective sharing his truth sharing my stories and my journey and what i've experienced so again with that said i have not seen anywhere and i have read the bible from cover to cover twice or uh, maybe i think twice or three times can't remember exactly. I think it's twice. Um, I can't recall anywhere where it put a grade into sin. Apart from that one kind of example that I just gave there. But when it get, when the Ten Commandment, Commandments were given, they were a list of commandments. It wasn't like, hey, number one is the one. Number one is, you know, don't break number one. Look, whatever you do, don't break number number ten. You could break, you know, you could you could you could you could be breaking that one. But number one, oh boy, don't be don't be messing with no number one. That's not how it was given. Here, this was just like, hey, yo, Moses. Here is a framework. Here are ten commandments. Here, here is the base. These are the things. These are the kind of things that, like, look, if y'all keep to this. We good. We straight. Everything. Ah, yeah. I can. I can. You know. We can work this out. But when you do, when you break these, you know, you you got to hit me up with that offering. You you got to do what you need to do, and it was that kind of thing. So, um, but people people personally put we as human beings put a grading on. Sin. We put. We created this hierarchy of sin. This is worse than this, and you shouldn't do this because this is worse than this. And if you do that, you're, a, you, you know, you're a really bad person. There ain't no grading, man. Um, never has been, never will be. Uh, is is how I feel about that. Um, and how why I feel that is. Um, as I was reading, let me see, it was in uh, John 8, John 8, here we go, um, and this was Jesus talking to the Pharisees, uh, John 8 verse, I'll start from verse 13, the Pharisees replied, you are making those claims about yourselves, such testimony is not valid. Jesus told them these claims are valid even though I make them about myself for I know where I come where I came from and where I am going but you don't know this about me you judge me by human standards but I do not judge anyone if I did 
My judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The father who sent me is with me. You, your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. I am one witness and my father who sent me is the other. So, um, and that was reading through to verse 18. Um, there were some bits that stood out to me when I first read that. And that was like, Jesus was like, you judge by human standards, meaning we put our own standards in there. He gave a framework and then we put a grading system on them and said, hey, this is, we can let this one slide. Oh, yo, you can, you can, adultery, well, yeah, that's not too bad. We can let you slide on that one. You, you're going you're gonna to have to do a little something, something, but we can let that slide. Oh, murder, murder. Nah, son, you can't slide on murder. We, we're going we're gonna to lock you up. We're going to do, we created the grading system. So, we put people in jail for murder, right? But we don't put people in, in jail for adultery. But they're in the same list that God gave. Um, you know, we put people in jail for a short period for stealing. And yes, stealing is, is in that list. But, you know, it's in the, we still don't we put people in jail for... Um, Coveting what belongs to their neighbor or whatever. Um, all I'm saying is that we set the, our own standards. And then, um, but that line, you judge by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And that was the thing that I was trying to say about when Christ walked this earth. Christ walked this earth with no judgment on anyone. He accepted everyone for who they were he extended grace he met them where they were with no judgment whatsoever i mean he sat at a well with a prostitute and said to her yo you you got many husbands and and told her her life story and she went back and she ran away she was like "Ooh, i just met this man he told me everything i ever did um but he didn't condemn her not once not once did he condemn her. He just told her, yo, I know you. I know you. You can't hide anything from me because I am that I am. I know you. And, um, you know, she recognized. And that was the thing about Christ. That was the, the appealing thing about Christ. The way he spoke to people, the way he approached people. He approached people with grace. And for me, that was the, that it was that point I realized that I wanted grace, but I wasn't giving grace. I wasn't showing anyone any grace. Where was my grace towards people that um, were doing something different to me? I considered their lifestyle sinful. Now, um, let, let, let's put it this. Let's just put it, give an example. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, there were two, there was a, there was a, a gay individual who lived by the book, by the law of the, of, of God 
in in the sense that he did everything the Bible says to do. Might not be, let, may not let's not say we're not saying he professes to be a Christian, but he lives by he follows the Ten Commandments. But dude is gay, or lady is gay, whatever. Now me, I'm 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 straight. I do what I do, but. I am out here committing adultery, stealing, doing all of these things. Am I saying that because I do not do that one thing, I'm a, be- I'm a better person or I deserve more grace than that individual that is doing something different to me? Do I have a right as an individual to judge them and to condemn them because of that? Hell no. I don't. I don't have the right to. The fact is, grace is given freely. We can't, inhe- we can't earn it. There is nothing we can do that to um, gain more favor in terms of grace. It is, is something that God freely gives. Mercy is abundant to everyone. Grace does not require you to be perfect before you receive grace. So who am I to then condemn anyone for how they are living? And I'm not just extending this, you know, this was not, I, I'm using this example in terms of, you know, uh, someone being gay, but I'm talking about in every area of life. I can't judge anyone. I am not. I do not have the authority to judge anyone. The person that had the authority to judge even said it himself that he says, "I judge no one." I but I do not judge anyone. He extends grace. So, um, and just to just to be clear on that. Um, let's go to Matthew 7 and I'm, again I'm going to read it from the uh, New Living Translation and this is starting from verse 1 and it says uh, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others the standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged and why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own How can you think about saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye and then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Um, And that's reading through to uh, verse 5. So, again, just looking at that, if we're truly going to walk this Christian walk the way that we're supposed to first and foremost let's get an understanding of grace because we cannot walk this Christian walk without grace we are products of grace grace is what has been extended to us that allows us to come to God as sinful the sinful creatures that we are because face it Every single one of us is unworthy. Every single one of us 
is unclean. Every single one of us makes mistakes. My, my mistakes may not be the same as yours, but guess what? We make mistakes. Therefore, we are the same in the eyes of God. You know, weak. He is so holy that not a single, single um, speck, I want to say speck, of sin can dwell in his presence. Therefore, without his grace, even if your sin was that you took a piece of meat out of your mama's stew pot, then you can't come into his presence because he is that holy. Now, you might think that that's a trivial thing, but in God's eyes, he's like, I'm holy. I can't, Allow if you come into my presence with that on you, you will be destroyed. You will be killed. That's why the that's why in the Old Testament the people could not go into the holy of holies. That's why the priest, only the priest, the high priest, could go beyond the curtain into the holy of holies. And before the priest could go into the holy of holies, he had to offer burnt offerings and sacrifice to to God to prepare himself he had to go through a sacrificial process to prepare himself to be ready to enter the holy of holies so if if that was the requirement then and then when Jesus came oh and let me let me, let me even finish that up even though they went through this sacrificial offering and did all the the, the cleansing and preparing themselves you still had to tie a rope around, dude, and a, and, a, and a bell. So if they went into the Holy of Holies and there was sin in them um, and the bell stopped ringing, they, they'd wait, they'd wait, they'd be like, yo, can you, yo, Zachariah went in there. Oh, word, Zachariah's in there? Okay, cool. Let's listen out for the bell. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Ding ding! They're like, okay, cool. Zachariah is cool. Zach is cool. Zach is walking around. Zach is doing his thing. He's 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 communicating with. He's communing with God for the people. All right, cool. Zach is doing his thing. And then silence. Yo, um, it's been about five minutes. I ain't heard that bell. Oh yeah, I ain't heard the bell either. Ten minutes. I ain't heard the. Yo, I ain't heard that bell. Levi, you going. Nah, man, I ain't going in. Dan, you going. Nope, I ain't going in. Okay, um, I think I think Zach is gone. Like, for real? Yeah, Zach. Okay, cool. And they start pulling the rope, pulling the rope, pulling the rope. And, yeah, true to form, Zach might have got zapped. Might be fried. Dude might be missing. Um, oh, another example of how whole, you know, and this is, this isn't even, this is, this wasn't even in the present. This wasn't someone going through the curtain. This was, um, the Ark of the Covenant was coming back into Jerusalem after it'd been outside of Jerusalem for a long period. So they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, but there were strict, in strict instructions that you must not touch the Ark of the Covenant directly. You had the rods that you put through and that the people carrying the Ark of the Covenant had to use to lift it. 
Now, someone stumbled and the Ark of the Covenant was going to fall. And one of the people carrying it thought, yo, it's going to drop. I'm going to put my hands on it to steady it. Touched it. Dude dropped dead. Because he touched something that was so holy. So when, when it comes to that holiness, God don't play when it comes to holiness. But then in the New Testament, it says that Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, the veil, the curtain in the temple was torn in two. Meaning that when Jesus died, he, separ- he removed the curtain and made it possible for us to enter into the holies of, the holiest of holies and to take ourselves into the presence of God that we may be in communion, direct communion with God, meaning that we could have conversation with God. They then he went even further and he said, I'm going to leave you a gift. I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit to dwell within you. I'm going to leave a part of me to dwell within you. Because remember, the Father, the Son and the Spirit, they are one. They are free in one. So when we say he left a part of himself, he left a part that that God, the Father, God, the Son, they agreed that they would let the the third part of the Trinity reside on earth and abide in us, in those who well of us, who welcome him to dwell in us. They will let him stay and dwell in us. So God took us from being outsiders that could not enter into his holiness and made us and put us in a position where we could enter into his holiness. So when you when you start to think about that, when you start to hear that, you got to check yourself and think, wait a minute, if grace If he is grace and grace can extend to me to this point where I can now enter the holies of holies and dwell in the presence of the most high God. Who am I to condemn someone and to say that they are not worthy or they are not this and they are not they cannot receive this. They not they cannot do that. How can I cast judgment on them by the same measure that I am judging that individual? I shall be judged. By the same measure that I am pouring out my condemnation on them, I shall be condemned. Is it not fair? Is that not equal? Because you decided to be judge and jury for someone else. Is it not fair that you are judged by the same measure? Why should you have a different measure of judgment when you did not hold back in judging someone? So when we talk about Christianity and we talk about mirroring Christ and being Christ-like, our first position should not be one of condemnation. Our first position should not be one of judgment. Our first position should not be one of taking the moral high ground and putting ourselves on a pedestal and making people feel that they are unworthy. 
our first position should not be one of claiming to be holier than thou. Our first position should not be one of thinking that our sin or our wrongdoings or our mistakes are any less than the mistakes of someone else. Our first position should not be one of, um, what's the word? It's just, it should just not be one of judgment, point blank. We are not worthy to judge anyone else. Grace was given freely. Therefore, grace should be given freely. Our first position should be one of compassion. Our first position should be one of love. Our first position should be one of grace. Welcome to grace. Welcome to love. Welcome to acceptance. Yes, you are not perfect. But guess what? Neither am I. That's why, that's why I need God. That's why I needed Jesus. If I was perfect, why do I need Jesus? If I did everything that Jesus did without the Holy Spirit, without the help of God, without, then why do I need Jesus? I'm not trying to be dying a trick question. You know, why do, if I did everything, um, if I did everything that the Bible says I need to do and I, I lived in a particular way, I acted in a particular way, um, I, I could perform the miracles and, uh, you know, all, all of that. Well, yeah, well, if I, if I was doing all of that, so I'd be able to perform the miracles because God would be like, yo, boom, you are moving just like my son did. So, hey, hey, here's the power. Here's the anointing. Perform the miracles. Funny enough. In the New Testament, he says that he will give us these gifts, that we will be able to speak in unknown tongues. We will perform miracles. Some will do things that his son did. The disciples did stuff that his son did. They performed the miracles. But that was not because of who they were. Because God is no respecter of man. God is a per- God honors his word and he honors the word of his son. And when his son said, I will pour out my anointing on you, when he said, I will leave the comforter with you, you will perform miracles, you will be, you will go to many nations and you will do this and you will do that. God said, all right, cool, I'm going to honor that word. But he did not once did I hear him say, go out and go and judge the nations. Not once did I say, go out and did I hear him say, go out and condemn the nations. Yes, they convicted people of their sin. Yes, they went out and they said, yo, I'm just pointing out to you that the Bible says that this is the way you should live and this is how you should operate and this is how you should move. Now, let the Holy Spirit convict you of where you are wrong and and hopefully you will seek to be transformed by the Spirit. But hey, 
Come to Jesus as you are. Because Jesus loves you either way. And, you know, until we get to that point where we are willing to extend grace in that same way, until we get to the point where we are willing to say to people, hey, you you are not perfect, you will never be perfect, but it's okay, come to God as you are because he loves you and wants you to come as you are and if you were perfect you wouldn't need him but because you are not perfect that is why you need him and you can live a fuller happier life in him because he will help you deal with your imperfections and take away the pain of your imperfections and help you live a more fulfilling life and we extend that grace that we believe so much in then you know, people people will want to. Well, hopefully, people will want to rock with us when we, when we move that way. But first, first and foremost, people will stop seeing Christians as hypocritical because I was a hypocrite. People clearly saw me as a hypocrite because the way that I was operating, I was saying these things. Um, I was judging others, but I didn't want to be judged about any other part of my life. And I know there was areas of my life that was wrong. I know there was there was things that I was dead wrong about, but I was out here being all high and mighty, judging people about their lifestyles or whatever, or saying, oh, you know, if they did this, they did that. I was condemning people and I, I was in no position to do so. So when just, you know, when when you're thinking, when you're out here thinking that you are being Christ-like. Let's be honest with our representation of Christ. Let's be honest with how we approach people and share the goodness of Christ. Let's let's put our best foot forward. And if we truly want to exemplify the life that Christ lived, then let's put the foot of grace forward rather than the foot of judgment, rather than the foot of of um, condemnation rather than crucifying everyone so um, I'm going to shout out to people that did you know, well hopefully if they I don't know if they listen but if they listen you know they know who they are they know who they are um, I don't need to mention no names but I appreciate the fact that that, that conversation that I had with them and that's why I love talking to people I love talking to people and having real conversations because sometimes those real conversations help you realize that there are areas in your life where you are preachy, judgy and um, need to fix up. You know, we are all humans. That's why on the other, other, other podcast it's called Imperfectly Human. We are all humans. We make mistakes. We are not perfect. We are not supposed to be. That's why we have grace. And um, for those of you who are interested in reading more about the grace of Jesus Christ, then um, I recommend reading uh, Romans 6. Read the whole of Romans 6, Romans 7. Actually, matter of fact, start Romans 5. Romans 5 is dope too. So, um, but yeah, read Romans 5, Romans 6, Romans 7, and uh, take it through to about Romans 8. Um, yeah, those, those are my go-tos, man. I I love those chapters. 
um, just the freedom that I got from reading those scriptures. It transformed my walk. My walk. It changed the way that I looked at my Christianity. It looked at the way that I looked at life. Um, definitely helped me in how I treat others. Definitely helped me in dealing with my pride because pride is where most of our sin is born from because our pride leads, leaves us in a position where we are expectant of certain behavior from people. We want, we expect to be treated in a certain way. We expect it to be regarded in a certain way. Um, but reading that script, reading those scriptures in those chapters made me think and made me realize that the God that created the heavens and the earth that came to earth in a physical body did not get what he deserved. Rather, he took on what we deserved. So if he did not get what he deserved, why am I getting all bent and out of shape when people don't treat me the way that I want to be treated? Or what the way that I feel I deserve I should be treated. When we could when they couldn't even treat the God that created them the right way. Really shifted my perspective. So when I meet people, when I talk to people, I extend, you know, my, my conversations, my relationships start at a point of grace. Hey, I will take you at face value and I will continue to take you at face value. Even when you disrespect me. I will not get mad at you. I will take you at face value. Don't mean I still, don't mean I have to be around you. Don't mean we have to kick it and be friends. But I will not let that disrespect or that behavior make me feel any kind of way towards you. Romans 5 and onwards, man. That's dope. Anyway, I'm waffling on. Um, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. I'm going to leave you right there. Be good to each other. Take care of yourselves.